0: Count money, man. Money. Stack riches. Riches. Try, try and told, told him I'm a beast bud. What's up, gang? Welcome to another episode of the Grindcast. Get ready. It's a new day. And we got my new young friend Trevor on the scene today. Now, how do I pronounce the last name? Pas-chow? Pascal. 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 Yes. Okay. So P-A-S-C-H-A-L-L. Pronounce Pascal. Pascal. Okay. So, real quick background. Of Mister Trevor, I was I was riding the other day in in the car, and him and his friend were were driving by my house, and they said, "Nice car," you know, out of the out of the window. I had to top down, and uh, I'm thinking, man, I gotta go back and meet these young men and and see uh, what they're up to. Something special about them because I deal with a with a lot of young people, you know, just like a coach, you know, and and coaches in your life, you know, right right now in our business and in, in our industry, you know, we got people from 20 to 60, you know, mm-hmm. 18 to 60, but a lot of our people that we're working with are are, are young people. And so I know special when I see special, you Thank know, and you. It, it only takes a a moment, you know, for me to be able to catch on. So I'm like turn around and see, what's up with this young man? And and I pull over, and of course, Success leaves <laughs> clue just your energy man I could I could feel your energy you know from one car to the next yeah. and I'm like man I'm gonna turn around and, and see see who this young man is and and he he said he was going to go run track at North Carolina and so I know to run track at North Carolina means that you got to be a special special athlete man you got you got to be doing pretty good they ain't just inviting anybody out there on a on a scholarship yes, to to run at North Carolina and then your friend who was in the car with you, I had an opportunity to college. He was going to go to. I just spoke at. I think the the Franciscan, week Franciscan. Yeah. Franciscan. Yep. The week the week prior, and so let me tell you all about. I told Trevor. I think we're going to do something with, with some teens in the area or teens in the country that are that are rising, doing something special. We haven't named it yet, but Trevor's our first one. And I think we need to highlight some some teens out there. So if you know of any any special send the send the resume and and reasons why over to Josh or Alyssa and uh, we can put that in the Josh. You can do that right. Put it up there somewhere. They can contact somebody. And so this is going to be Trevor is uh, just getting ready to graduate or just graduated, graduated, right? Just graduated North Catholic class of twenty two. Uh, going to university at North Carolina, going to be a Tar Heel D1 recruit, triple crown for sprints in the 2021 season and the 2021 200-meter state, state champ, Indian. right? State champ. Four gold medals at the Whippeel Championships. And so those of you guys that don't know, what that is for our listeners, you know, in other places of the country, Whippeo in in, uh, in our area, in, in Pittsburgh area, sometimes that's, that's I, I know, especially in football, that's even bigger than, than sometimes the state, you know, situation. And so to win four medals at that is, is a big deal. So start out telling us a little bit about your your upbringing, man. Parents, family, you got to tell me a little bit over here, but tell us a little bit about your upbringing.
1: Absolutely. Um, so I grew up in Cranberry, Pennsylvania. I've lived here my whole life. Um, 18, about to be 19 years. Um, my mom grew up in Johnstown, so she lived about two hours away. My dad grew up in Rochester, which is about 15, 20 minutes from where I live. Um, they met, they actually went to the same college for one year. They went to Kent state. My dad played football there. My mom ran track. She ended up transferring to Shippensburg. Okay. And so they didn't know each other. So that's how
0: you end up with all these athletes. Yeah. Yes. Right. D one football, D one track. Yeah.
1: And my mom was a state champion basketball player as well. Nice. So it's all over the place. Okay. Um, And so they went to the same college for a year, did not know each other, ended up at the same company in the business world. I believe it was Merck. Um, And they met, and they just hit it off. And 18 years later, here I am.
0: Beautiful. And and the whole family, uh, you were telling me, you got an older brother, so you're in the middle. You're the middle child. Middle child. Older brother at Pitt. Younger brother getting ready to graduate next year from North Catholic. But what was what was cool to me. Is to see all the diversity in mm-hmm. in sports. You know, a lot of times yeah. you'll see like the Watt brothers. You know, yeah. in, in football, you know they all feast the at football. Sport. And man, he's like, yeah, I'm track and I'm I'm hoops. My brother was hoops and this, and, and the younger brother is what's uh, soccer, soccer and, swimming. and swimming. So they're all over yeah. the place. So yeah. so you got some athletes all over all over the board. Yeah. What did what did you learn? Uh, anything that you could say you've grabbed from? each of your parents or any, anything you learned from your older brother that, that stands out to you?
1: Um, I think the first thing, the one of the things I learned from my dad is just that to put other people first, he is all in on helping people doing this and that. Like he coached my sports team, my brother's sports teams. He was super active in the community for the last like 19, 20 years of our lives. Like He has been doing so much, and he's known by so many people. Oh, that's the St. Killian coach. That's the North Catholic coach. Everyone knows him. He's so helpful. He's so kind. He's the best man I've ever met in my life. And, you know, if I can be anything like him, I think I'll be very successful.
0: All right. So dad's putting other people first and kind of got that big heart to want to go out there and serve and and help others. Would Would you grab from mom?
1: She, again, she's one of the best people I know in my life. She is like just the epitome of a great person. She's so grounded. She's so intelligent. She's always helping me make the right decisions, pushing me in directions that I don't need, I don't know that I need to be. You know, she knows best for me and she'll push me where I need to be. And she's just, she's a very, per, like she's an amazing woman. I
0: I, I want to know how would they challenge, how did they challenge you or did they not challenge you growing up? You know, as you got two d1 athletes that marry each other right yeah and and then they have children so it's like you know I, I wonder because my wife and I mm-hmm. are both athletes Yes, you know, my wife was a good athlete and um uh, you know I, I was small but I'd like to think I was a decent athlete and and uh so now we have children and, and I wonder sometimes what's that balance between pushing and challenging mm-hmm. The kid because that's how you got to how do you grow if nobody's pushing you nobody's challenging you got to push and challenge a little bit but I've also heard stories of people that push and challenge the child so much that they run the opposite direction and and don't want anything to do with that sport or that education or you know that thing or whatever so being that you've kind of lived through that you know right now what what would you how would you describe that relationship with mom and Mm -hmm. dad did they push you did they challenge you at all were they kind of more relaxed with it Uh, What was that approach? So,
1: I mean, first, I think I'm really grateful that they weren't overbearing. You know, they didn't scare me away from anything, any of my sports that I wanted to pursue. Like, they were never, focus on this, do this, do this. It was like, I don't want to say pushing. It was encouragement. It was like, if you want to do this, we will support you. We will help you get where you want to be. But you need to put the work in. You need to motivate yourself. You need to want to get there for us to help you get there.
0: Okay. So, you know being that you are getting there you know earning a scholarship mm-hmm. that's a huge accomplishment you know what people see is is the the times and the track times mm-hmm. and all of that we'll get into some of that stuff but what what are some of the things that maybe people can't see you know that you've had to put into winning medals or winning a state title because it's not just you know you were just born with it you know obviously mm-hmm. you got some gifts that you yeah. had to build off of right but it probably wasn't just, Hey, I'm not going to practice. I'm going to kind of just eat whatever I want to eat and smoke and drink and party and show up and win track meets, you know? So what were some of the things that you've had to do that maybe people wouldn't see?
1: I mean, I think people don't see all the, you know, early workouts, all the like, what do you mean early? What do you mean early workouts? Like five, 6am sometimes, you know, depending on where I need to be during the week. During the week sometimes. Weekdays? Yeah. yeah. Like, because during So track before season, school sometimes? Yes. During track season, I don't. Oh, they didn't get that part.
0: So five, six o'clock in the morning. On school days. On school days, yeah. sometimes throughout the week, you were yeah. working out. Yeah. Because getting workouts Practice
1: in. was after school. Some days I wouldn't have an opportunity to lift with homework or whatever. So lift would go before school. Okay. Yeah.
0: And so how many people would, would go with you um, to so those early morning not lifts? Not
1: a lot. No, most of the time, it's just me. Um, yeah. But, you know, sometimes my friends would come with me, sometimes not even track friends, yep. just some of my guys that wanted to get a lift in. And, yep. You know, it was always a good time with them.
0: Okay. So was were you pretty consistent with that?
1: Um, I would say it was like once or twice a week that That's I'd be great. doing that. So, cause by yourself? Of, by myself, yes. Yeah.
0: yeah, so the discipline right there of, Absolutely. you know, at your age, you know, 16, 17, 18, you know, I don't know how yeah. long this was going on for, but not too many young folks want to get up, that early in the morning and go work and then out go
1: to school afterwards. by
0: yourself, then go to school, then go back to practice. Yeah. So these we're starting to get into the things Absolutely. that, yeah, he won a state state championship, got all these medals, got a D one scholarship, man, it must be nice to be Trevor, but would it be nice to be Trevor at four 30 in the morning when you're getting up, yeah, when you're as, getting a, up as a, as a high school ready, student, a
1: big breakfast before your lift to make sure you have enough energy for the day. I have friends that don't eat breakfast. They drink their coffee in the morning and get on with their day. I don't know how they do that. Um, yep. And then obviously on the weekends, you know, it's the same thing, you know, late nights with my friends turn into early mornings. So I'm saying, nah, guys, I'm going home at 10. Like, I got to get up tomorrow to go lift. I got to get up to go run. I, got, I have yoga tomorrow morning. So I'm not staying out. I'm, you guys do what you need to do, but I'm, I'm going home. So
0: a lot of times in, in high school, during your, during your career, you would come home early when yeah. everybody else was going out late. You're getting yeah. home 10, 11 o'clock. And getting a, getting a good night's sleep yeah. so you could get up and, and train again the next yeah. day. Consistently, you were making those decisions, mm-hmm. those sacrifices. Those are the those are the key things. Why do you think some people can't make those sacrifices? What made you make those sacrifices? You know, versus maybe others that are challenged to make those sacrifices at your age.
1: I think that a lot of people think, "Oh, I'm really young right now. You know, I can work later on in life. I can do this and that." But I wanna get a jump on that. You know, if I work now, I won't be working in forty years. So I wanna get a head start. I wanna be ahead of the game.
0: I love it. I love it. And so you're you're talking about basically um people your age, young people sometimes thinking I got I got another twenty years to to get focused. I got yeah. another I could do that in another 10 years. Right now I just wanna I just wanna have fun. Yeah. Right. Go
1: drink, go go out, party, do all this and that.
0: Yep. And your mindset it's
1: was the opposite was it's, what I, I, I want to get it now fun later.
0: I want to get it now pay now play later. Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. Cause either way you got to pay. Yeah. Pay now and play later or you could play now. You know what yeah. happens later. Pay later. You got to pay later, but either way you got to pay. Mm-hmm. Who do you draw inspiration from? Who, who, uh, you know, when you t- needed some inspiration or motivation, who have you drawn inspiration from um, on your journey?
1: I think, so two professional athletes that kind of pushed me, or at least, like, I look up to, Trayvon Brumell, because he came back from a career-ending injury. They said he'd never run again, and he had the fastest time in the world last year. Wow, wow. And Fred Curley, um, he was a 400-meter runner, switched events. He's running the one and the two now. They said he couldn't do it. He's got world-leading times. You know, he's competing against the best of the best in events that people thought that he wasn't going to be good at. and He's doing it. He's proven them in um, one of his favorite quotes is yesterday's price is not today's price.
0: Oh, and explain to me what that means to you.
1: So, you know, if, if you're not working hard one day, someone else is yesterday's price of success is not today's price. You're if you're, if you're lacking on one day, you have to catch up the next and the next and the next. So you always got to keep being consistent, working hard, getting better as much as you can, you know, so you're not paying today's price. But you're not prepared to pay that price. A lot of that
0: is discipline. Absolutely. How, how would you describe to somebody, you know, discipline, having discipline,
1: just having the will to get comfortable being uncomfortable. Mm. I, I like that a lot because, like, you have to get out of your comfort zone. If you're if you're comfortable, you're never going to get anywhere. Can't grow. You can't grow. Can't
0: everything in, in growth mode is outside of your comfort zone. Right. Absolutely. So this this did you say? as what was his name Trayvon? Trayvon Bromell. Okay. How how did he come back from those injuries? Did what did you pull from that?
1: Um, Mental again, and
0: physical. What did you get from him?
1: A lot of full physical work behind the scenes. You know, work okay. that nobody saw. You know, people were not expecting him to be ready to run when he was because he wasn't. You know, posting. Oh my workouts! I'm doing this and that. He was doing it. What like, was he
0: doing? Did do you remember what kind of stuff I don't he was like, doing? Again, again, it was like not kind the. Of,
1: behind the scenes yep. so it was he was doing his thing getting ready and then he came out no one was expecting it and he blasted a fast time and everyone was like oh he's like he's, he's back. ready to run he's yeah back. he's back yeah
0: what was the injury
1: um it was an acl tear okay so it All was right. it was serious yeah. and then
0: you said you drew inspiration from somebody else fred curly fred okay and then what what about that fred
1: um just like not giving in to what other people have to say, you know, focusing on yourself, knowing that what you're capable of. And if you believe in yourself, you can do it because he was, a, he's a fantastic 400 runner. He was, and still is, but he wanted to run the 100 and the 200. He switched. People were saying, Oh, he's not going to be successful. He he's a 400 runner. He can't sprint, but he's keeping up with everyone else. You know, he's one of the top five times in the world right now. So he's Beautiful. doing really, really well.
0: And you, you ran the hundred and the 200. Yes. Right. Yeah. And what did you tell me that time was hundred? Uh, 270. 107.
1: Yeah, and then the 200 was 2160. Beautiful, man. Yeah. That's
0: fast. And then so tell me a little bit about more of some of your times. What were some of your best times? What were some of those medals? Give me a little bit of those accomplishments.
1: Um so last year at Whipples, I wasn't really running for time. I was running to be as successful as I could, win as many medals as I could at that meet. Because like I ran 6 races in a span of like three and a half, four hours that day. So it was a lot of my body. So me and my coach talked about it. We were like, we could go for records, but if I go for a record in the 400, I don't want to blow my chances later on in the 200. Like I wanted to be as successful as possible. And then when I got to state, I could focus on running my fastest times. And I did, I ran my personal best at state in the 400 last year.
0: Love it. Yeah. Love it. So was that a relay? Uh, no, you, the, the four hundred 400, yeah, yep, 400 by abs, yourself. Yeah. And is that what you want to state in?
1: Yeah, uh, no, the two hundred. The two hundred want to state I was the two hundred. The four hundred.
0: Okay, runner up in the state in the four hundred. Wanted in the two hundred. Yeah, awesome, man. And so that means you saved your best for when your best was required. Absolutely. What, what, what was the process leading up to that? What do you think got you to give your best and land your best um, at that very moment? There's
1: a lot that goes into it, both mental and physical. Because earlier in the season, that's when you're training hard. You're hitting everything, all the reps fast as you can, like long as you can. And then later on in the season, championship season, you're kind of tapering your workouts. I would go to the track for 45 minutes, get a stretch, get a light run in a couple sprints and then be done. You know, you want to give your body as much rest as possible to be successful. You don't want to overdo it, but you also don't want to completely slack off and rest too much.
0: Mm, Makes sense. So let me, let me ask you, what, what was the adversity like dealing with that hamstring injury and what other adversities could you say that you've had to overcome and how did you overcome them?
1: Uh, so last season, I guess the first big like adversity I dealt with – actually, the first big adversity I dealt with was the season before, my sophomore year, when COVID hit, because I didn't get a track season. So I was running around to all these tracks by myself, trying to train, get workouts in with – By me, yourself again. By myself, no coach, making up my own workouts, setting my own times and hitting my own marks like trying to be as successful as I could. I ended up running a few meets that summer and I ended up in all America. Do you have any
0: idea where that motivation comes from? That self-discipline to say, I'm going to go by myself.
1: Um. So at that point, it wasn't even about running that next summer. It was about if I don't do it now, I'll be way behind next year. I was thinking, even if I already said, manage- okay,
0: so I'm, I'm going through COVID now, yeah. probably not going to have a season, and instead of me just saying, oh, I'll wait till next season," mm-hmm. you're saying, "I'm gonna gain an I'm gonna gain an edge. Yeah, stay on top of in it. this whole year and stay on top of it. How mm-hmm. many are not many? Not many, right? Not so many. I'm gonna just keep blowing through and use it as an advantage. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna just have a whole extra year of, of training. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. And so, to walk me through that adversity, that mindset. You know how you approach that whole scenario.
1: So, I mean, I was coming off of a freshman season where I was a Whippel medalist. Um, I qualified for state. I didn't run my best, but you know, making it to state as a freshman was obviously still a, a huge accomplishment for me. That was something that drove me. I wanted to get back there. I wanted to do better. I wanted to medal at States. Um, so I was really, really upset that I wasn't going to have a season. Um, then at that point I was just like, even if this work doesn't pay off now, it'll pay off next year when I get the jump, you know, maybe I can show up out of nowhere, win a state championship, do that. And, I mean, it, it ended up happening. So I think all the work was worth it.
0: Love it. That self-determination, self-motivation. What's that mind? What's the what's the talk in your mind when it's like, all right, I'm going to go home and everybody else is going to go out. I'm going to get up in the morning and I know I got practice afterwards. Or it's COVID. I can enjoy this and I got the rest of my life to run. I'm going to go to college and probably mm-hmm. run. But I'm going to go run by myself and find different tracks. Mm-hmm. What is the mental battle going on you know everybody has voices unless it's mm-hmm. just me you know what i'm saying my <laughs> elevator don't go to the top floor and so you know the the, the mental conversations sometimes that i know i have to yeah. have with myself because i'm an i'm an early riser yeah. i'm a i'm a i'm a grinder Absolutely. been small my whole life had to fight for every inch what what was what are those mental conversations that you have that maybe you would help give to your little brother or people that are listening of like here's here's how i've controlled and won those mm-hmm. mental battles
1: So honestly, it's just about like really being driven and dedicated and loving what you do. I I think if I didn't love track as much as I do, I wouldn't have been able to do that. Like part of the reason is that I don't mind getting up in those early mornings to train and work hard because I know that it's going to pay off and it, I'm enjoying what I'm doing. If even if it's being me by myself or me with a coach or me with my teammates, I'm loving what I'm doing every minute of it. I'm loving when I'm uncomfortable because I, I feel like I'm getting faster. I love it when I'm alone in the gym because I I'm gaining an edge on everybody else. So it's just wanting to be the best and it's loving what I do at the same time.
0: Being that you come from a, you know, a family, it sounds like your dad was coaching mm-hmm. for a long time and, and all that. So if you were coaching someone right now or someone's listening to you and saying, man, I can relate to, to what Trevor is saying right now and I'm younger and I'm looking mm-hmm. up to him and I want to be an, an athlete or I want to be a track star, what would you tell them You know that they need to hear? What, what advice would you give to some of these young people coming up that, that have those mm-hmm. big goals?
1: Uh, two things I would say is that don't let anyone tell you that you can't do it. Because if you are willing to put the work in, if you are willing to be uncomfortable, you will be able to accomplish it. You will be able to be successful. And if you don't love it, don't waste your time. Mm. Even if you think, okay, maybe I'm going to work on my footwork to be better at basketball by playing football. If you don't love football, it's not worth it. You can go do something else to improve your footwork for basketball. Mm-hmm. It's not worth it if you don't love it.
0: Mm-hmm. You, you've talked a little bit about that, not listening to naysayers mm-hmm. or not listening did did you why does that keep coming up did, did you have people that were saying you couldn't do stuff or did, did you have many haters or you know because you seem like a real likable uh-huh. person seemed like Thank your whole you. family's likable you know nice people yeah. so you did, probably didn't have a lot of people that do not like you you know uh you're one of those people seems like if they don't like you something wrong with them you <laughs> know what i mean so what what did you have any haters or did you have people that were kind of telling you, or did you hear things in the background that you weren't going to be able to do something? Cause it keeps coming up.
1: I mean, specifically with track, not really, but that kind of brings me back to my other sports. Like when I was younger, I wasn't the best at basketball. I played lacrosse when I was younger. I was one of the smaller kids. I was getting pushed around cause I was playing up in age group. So that was like when I really felt that like people were looking down on me thinking that I couldn't do it. And when I found something that I loved with track, I was like, I'm never gonna let anyone tell me that I can't do this. Mm. I'm gonna prove them wrong no matter what.
0: Love it. And what what are you looking forward to uh going to North Carolina now? When like, when do you go?
1: I I moving on August 10th.
0: August 10th. Yeah, okay. That is the date. All right. So you t- and your brother went to Pitt. So this is the first time your parents have you know, had yeah, a child yeah. to skate off. How they doing with that? They more excited or
1: Oh, I mean my my dad is really, really excited. My mom's excited too, but I know the drive down. She's gonna be crying. Oh, oh for sure. Oh, I'm gonna miss you so for much. Sure. Are you still gonna call me? Are you gonna talk to me? Yep. Like, yeah, of course. You um, better like that's family, you know, yeah. that's always gonna come first. Dev and Jackson, like those are my brothers for life. You know, I'm always gonna be there for them no matter what. So obviously, I'm still going to be in touch, be as close as I can with my family while I'm gone, see them as much as I can.
0: What are are you excited about going to North Carolina?
1: Competition. I'm going to have people to train with. Step up. Like, it's going to be people that are faster than me all the time. Pushing pushing you. Pushing me. I can't wait. I think that's huge to have that mindset.
0: You know, a lot of people run from that mindset Uh of... Man, I can't wait to get around people that are better than me, mm-hmm. that are faster than me, yeah. and that are stronger than me, that are going to that are going to push me. Yeah. You know, I think a lot of times people find that area of comfort mm-hmm. to where they're like, "Man, I'd rather just go somewhere
1: where I can win everything. Where
0: I'm going to win everything yeah. and I'm going to be the fastest one." Mm-hmm. But really to elevate in life in in anything, you got to constantly find absolutely those people that are a little bit further ahead of you. You know, you I saw you with the friend you mentioned, you know, sometimes needing to leave the friends and and mm-hmm. stuff like that at night. What 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 would you say how important is it the circle that you roll with on the in a mission that you're on if you're on a mission is is it important the people you choose to hang around or do Absolutely. you think it's easy to Absolutely. kind of hang around a bunch of people that are not moving in the right direction and then you try to move in the right direction?
1: I think I think it's super important, you know, that you keep your circle with people that are driven, you know, motivated. Um, there was a quote I heard that like you become just like the people you hang around, like the five people you're with the most is the people you become like. So you want to be with people that are driven or motivated, even if they're not doing sports, you know, if they're driven for something else, like my little brother, you know, he's taking his pictures, doing his photography. Um, shout out Pascal photography, follow the Instagram. There we go. Um, (laughs) So, you know, it's just, it's really important that no matter what it is that they're driven, they're pushing towards something, you know, they're working hard. They have these goals. Um, and, you know, I have people in my life that, you know, they, they drink, they smoke, um, they offer me. I'm like, no, nah, man, I have stuff to do. And they're like, I respect it. Good for you. So it's, it's mutual respect. You know, you want to find people that are grinding for something, that are pushing for something, and that respect you just as much as they respect themselves.
0: Amen. Speaking of shout outs. You know, I think uh, I don't know which social media platform that you use the most. You know, I'm still yeah. learning, and I wow. want to learn from you. They, they'll tell you, I'm still learning from the from the young folks. I get approval for some of the clothes I wear. They told me I got to get a new car, so we're getting ready to get a new car. <laughs> so next time you see me, you'll be rolling in a new whip. I'm gonna, I'm gonna be something different. I'll tell you what it's gonna be when we're done. Wonderful. When we're done here, uh, but but I, I you know I, I just want to say that that I'm I'm really impressed with uh, with you. I knew there was a reason why. Mm-hmm. We were being connected. I turned my car around. I don't do that all the time. Yeah. You know, there, there was just something in the air that I felt like I needed to talk to you and introduce myself. I and really appreciate and learn, that. learn a little bit about you. And now it was, it was no shock to me, you know, when <laughs> you said I was a state champ. And now it's even more not a shock to me when I get to learn more about your background and, and, and how you roll. And so people that want to follow you, you know, I've heard, you know, I know Facebook is like dinosaur ages. You know yeah, what I'm saying? That's so That's not me. That's, that ain't you, right? Yeah. That's where the old people are at. And then, and then Instagram is, is, is kind of younger than that. Mm-hmm. And then I, I think there's other stuff going on where the younger people are even on, oh, they're, like they're running from us TikTok on Instagram, Instagram too. What, what's your main platform? How can people follow you if they wanted to f- follow yeah. your journey and stuff? Uh,
1: my Instagram is just my name, Trevor Paschal, no spaces, no underscores, anything like that. Uh, my Snapchat's pascal twenty three. Um, I use Twitter a little bit. It's Trev underscore Paschal, okay. but That's pretty much it. Like, Where's the young
0: people at right now? 17, 18, 19. Is it Instagram or is it Snapchat? More? It's
1: top three are Instagram, TikTok. And then there's this new app called Be Real. And so y- every day, like, you get a notification. I think we're
0: live on TikTok right now, right? Oh, really? Or, or, uh, on we IG. Go. Okay. Okay. We Okay, I got you. Yeah, so
1: I don't actually have Be Real, but basically, you get a notification every day, and you have two minutes to take a picture of what you're doing at that time. So you're being real about your life, like and what's going on. Um, I don't really, like, I don't care about that. Yep. So, yep. Um, but all my friends are into it; they love it. Okay. Um, so those are probably talking. And what's, three right what's
0: now. the what's the Snapchat? How do they find you on Snapchat?
1: A uh, T Pascal twenty three P A S C H A L L. And then give
0: me the Instagram one more time. Trevor Pascal. Trevor Pascal, Spell it for him.
1: T-R-E-V-O-R-P-A-S-C-H-A-L-L.
0: Okay. And we'll be rooting for you on your journey in in, uh, in North Carolina, man. I want to tell you I'm I'm grateful for you coming out to the Grindcast Studios and spending some time. And and I know there's going to be some people's lives that you impact that need to hear what you're saying, whether it's some young people or some parents out there that are listening that need their kids to have somebody to look up to and and a good influence, Trevor, you definitely, uh, your parents did a good job with you, you. man. Congratulations. And I could tell with that mindset and and discipline, no matter what you do, because these, these four years are going to blow by, man. Yeah, Yeah. I mean, just people used to tell me that. And you probably can look back on high school and see how fast it went. College even goes faster. Yeah. That's what I've heard. College even goes faster, man. And so it's going to, it's going to be a blur. And when you get out of there, all these things that you do already, Whatever you set your mind to, you're gonna you're gonna crush because that's where the winning is at, man. The winning Absolutely. is is in nobody's with you in the gym, nobody's with you on the on the track, nobody. When everybody, when nobody wants to do what it requires, and you're willing to do what it requires, mm-hmm. that's why they say there's no traffic on the extra mile. If you keep doing that, man, great things are great things are coming your way. So, Thank you. congratulations. We're excited for you. Go Tar Heels. Go Tar Heels, and, uh, baby. Thanks for joining us on another episode of the Grindcast. Get ready; it's a new day.